What's going on, everybody? Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Joe Cupcake Unedited Live. I got a rad guest today. I'm pumped about it, but before we get started on that, thanks for everybody that checked out the last episode of Live with Davey from uh, Trove slash Vanna. Uh, I really appreciate that, you know, um, doing the live thing. Some of the episodes will be live on Twitch, some won't. Just depends on schedules with my guests and me and life and all that nonsense, you know what I mean? So thanks for checking that out. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, we are now live on all the podcasting platforms as well. If you don't want to watch the video and you just want the audio, I know that's easier to listen to. I know it's easier to access as well. So, you know, we're on Stitcher, the Google podcast service, whatever Amazon's version of that is, you know, um, Apple podcasts, Spotify, all of it. So we're there. Check it out. Um, anybody that's new checking this out for the first time due to who my lovely guest is. Uh, thank you. Feel free to hit subscribe down below. I would super, super, super appreciate that. All right. Well, let's get started. Today is a good friend of mine. Um, I, I think I say that every episode, but uh, this is a guy I've known since he started playing music. Uh, well, not since he started, but since he was decently into his tenure of playing music. And I've really gotten to watch him and his band grow as people, as a band, as, you know, like a voice and I love it. And I'm so happy he agreed to do the show with me and he's a good friend of mine. And that person is Darius from Spite. Darius. What's going on? My hey, fucking Joel. man. How we doing, brother? <laughs> I'm good, bro. How about you? Great, man. Uh, the fog just rolled in in Monterey. So like right before this, we, we had My the- favorite. The, yeah, we had the dog down at the beach. It was nice and cool. She's sleeping now right here in front of me. Otherwise she'd probably one of these days she'll be on one of these episodes. I don't. I don't know. You're the cutest dog, man. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I yeah. I appreciate that. She, you know, she tries very hard, and uh, I, you know, she probably doesn't. But I just I like to say she does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how are you? What's going on, man? How, how's life? I'm good, man. I'm uh, you know, just trying to adjust to this whole thing, like everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, I'm mm -hmm. actually in the Bay Area right now. I moved to. Uh, I moved to LA in October. I feel like yeah, I remember that. We spent any time there. Yeah, I've been touring so much since I moved. Yeah, but you toured and then, and then COVID happened, right? So it was basically like, yeah, oh, back to the Bay. I go. Such a busy, yeah, busy cycle for a minute there that like I barely got to spend any time there, and then COVID happened, and then yeah, so I'm kind of just up in the Bay right now because I just want to be like closer to family and stuff. All this yeah. is kind of going on. Um, there's not much I can really do at my place by myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. It's like uh, yeah. trying to find well, any excuse to have any kind of interaction with people right now. It's a oh, figured home, just like the best spot, you know? I feel it. Well, and also like being around, like I, you know, my parents, you know, they're three states away. So I don't get to see them at all with all this nonsense going on. And that's, you know, as, as adults, it's, it's, it's okay. The space is normal. The separation is normal, but it's like, shit, totally. the world, the world's a fucking crazy place right now on, on a couple different fronts. You know, so mm -hmm. it's like the fact that you have a lot of your like close direct family all near you is 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 awesome. You know, it's tight. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's so. hard to feel. You know, a little isolated. Mm -hmm. Everyone, I'd rather not be like trying to check in with everyone all the time. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Be able to be here and be in touch. You know. Yeah. Are you liking? Uh, I mean, obviously, you get, didn't get to spend a lot of time. Did, did you like the the SoCal move? I did. Uh, you know, I really, I really loved it, and like. You know, there's so much to do down there, but like right now, not so much, you know what I yeah. mean? And like, yeah. you know, some of my friends that live down there are also like going back home and all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. going to other places right now. And like, 
I just feel like there's not like really anything for me there right now. And yeah. it's, it's kind of a weird like feeling because I'm also like, I'm like spending my rent like every month, obviously. And like, I'm just like not even there. Yeah, you're like not even there. Like, oh, like what the fuck am I doing, man? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, fucking adulting, but, brother. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that's how I feel like that's how we all feel 80% of the time, no matter what we do. I feel like I'm like, you know, touring's not happening and I have my own place and I'm still living out of a suitcase. You know what I mean? Just can't yeah. stop doing it. Yeah, do you, hey, I mean, torturing myself. you know, yeah. it, it is torture, but it's at the same time, it's not that bad. You know, like the wanderlust, yeah. that's the term I like to use. I think I picked that up out of like an every time I die song or something like that. Like, it, dude, it's real. You know, I haven't toured since like 2011, 2012, you know, yeah. and, and I'm like, Every once in a while, I still get that little itch. You know what I mean? Like you, we've talked yeah. about this before. Like every once in a while, I'm like, man, just that feeling of like you live out of the duffel bag. You know, you're in a new town every day. Like eh, grinding it know. out, man, dude. Yeah, it's it's there, there's just something about it. even you know I don't play music. I'm I'm uh, as I like to call it musically challenged. You know what I mean? But like I got a good ear for it. I like the business. You know, like I I love the being on the road with the bands. Like. You know, I, it was something. It was it was it was a great part of my life. That like, whereas like, I wish I hadn't toured with some of the people I toured with. You know, some of the experiences yeah. I had, I would never, I would never trade. You know, so totally, yeah. But, but what, uh, I, you know, I mean, we might as well talk about it because we already brought it up. Like, what brought you to the move to to LA? Like, you know, obviously the Bay is your home. We know, everybody that knows you knows that you love you rep the fucking shit out of the Bay. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, I you know, I it was it like kind of a career thing was it kind of a just a change of pace thing like well i was at a point where i found myself in between tours like always going to la to meet up with either friends or people i was working with or anything like that and like i got to a point where i was like i'm just going down here so much that like i should just kind of just do it for a while like yeah get out when i need to get out and i can always come back to the bay because i love i love the bay area you know what i mean um but i did I did really like being in LA for the brief time I was there and, uh, you know, met some new friends or got, gotten to like spend more time with some of the people that I met mm. on the road Sick. and, uh, that lived there. And, um, you know, our, uh, Spice current manager lives there and our booking agent. It's really easy mm-hmm. to just like meet up and like really just like hash things out and get things done like this rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. always like trying to play phone tag and like, oh, that's been, that. Or the fucking 80,000 email threads. Yeah. Exactly, dude. I mean, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want any part of that shit. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's really nice. You know, I think things move a lot quicker when we work that way. And then, um, you know, outsider, the same thing. Uh, you know, um, I partner with Davis Ryder. He does like a lot of our, um, he does all of our Spite merch designs and stuff. Yeah. And he used to work with the band and he did some managing mm-hmm. for us for a long time. And uh, so we just built an awesome relationship and, you know, he's one of my best friends and, you know, it's nice being able to go down there and spend time with him and we get to work on things and like, yeah, it's just, it's nice just being closer to those things that make me feel like I'm moving, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he, he's Um, tattooing now, right? That's what, because I know he's not really doing artist management anymore, correct? He's not doing artist management anymore. Um, I think he's still... I don't know if he's still pursuing tattooing. He's, He's pretty busy. I know he does like... He does all, uh, all commissions for like other bands. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he does some uh, designing for Jeffrey Star and stuff like okay, that. So sick. he's got his he's got his hands full, you know. Sick. So yeah, so he's a busy guy. That's yeah. tight. That's tight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been he's I've been a big fan of all the stuff he's done with you guys. You know what I mean? So it's 
I've been following. I think I follow him on Instagram. I love his work. So yeah. But, yeah. So, but well, anyways, man, you know, we are, we are here today to talk about you, you know, oh, yeah. right all these people that watch my show, you know, there's not that many of them, but there's, there's enough, you know, they listen, they check it out. You know, they've gotten mm-hmm. to know good and bad sides of me and things about me, you know, um, mm-hmm. all unedited. You know, I know you aren't too familiar with the show. You're just familiar with me, which, so I appreciate you being on. It's awesome. You know, it's yeah, all, it. it's all one take. I don't go edit anything. I mean, shit, the episode I, I just released. Uh, or two episodes ago was with EJ Shannon, you know EJ, and like course, yeah. literally he's using his fucking phone as the as the Wi-Fi, and he's sitting outside doing the interview with me, and his phone overheats. So like, <laughs> there's like five minutes in the middle of the episode where I just had to like cut his feed, and it's just me blabbering on, and then when he yeah. hops back in the call, boom, I add him back. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like. I, I, I'm trying to do my utter best to stay true to the whole unedited thing. And, you know, you're in spite. You've already mentioned it. I've mentioned it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's tight. And, you know, I love you and the boys, but that's not what I want to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. like I met you. Oh, wait, hold on. Now that I mentioned where you are, let me do this. Boom. There we go. Oh, wow. There we go. There we go. A little bit of branding for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, you know, like, so I met you, you know, partial part of the way, like you had been in a few bands before we met, you know, you'd been in the scene, you had a lot of friends. Like I knew a lot of people that knew you that were always like, you don't know, you don't know the Tehrani brothers, you don't know Darius, you know what I mean? And yeah. so like we met, you know, but I don't know like your full story. Like, I don't know. Did you get into this, into the music? Like, was it right out of high school? Was it, were you in high school? You know, like what, what's yeah. what, like, like, hit me with that shit, man. Okay. So I started out wanting to be a drummer. I remember I was in like fifth grade or something like that. So I was really young. Yeah. I remember taking drum lessons for the first time and I hated it. Cause it was like part of my school and it was like a marching drum thing. I was like, no, I want to play yeah. like, you know, rock music. At this point yeah. I was into like, you know, heavier music, like Slipknot yeah. and all that stuff. And I was like, I want, you know, the aggressive stuff. I just yes. felt like drums, like as a kid, I pictured drums as being like the instrument that I could just like put my full body into and like, I don't know, release whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, That's like, get it, like, like it was a that. perfect, perfect, like, release, like, vent. Yeah, just, just like smack the shit out of something. There you, know? you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I switched to a different, like, private drum lesson thing for a while, and, like, it still wasn't really my thing, and I kind of just, like, f- I need to find, like, something, something new. Someone that was taking, like, a less, like, I don't know, like, such a professional way of, like, mm-hmm. teaching me something, um, and just being more like, I don't know, I've always been like very visual and like hands-on person. And just okay, like, when, yeah. you know, when I say visual, I mean, I don't mean like, like reading. I like pictures and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. read. I don't want to read, you know, how to play drums out of like a drum book. And I like, I understand that probably the way people should do it. But it's just, I, as a kid, I just wasn't patient for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've discovered this place called Red House. Um, you know, Red House in Walnut yep. Creek. And I started the, the, taking drum lessons. Uh, the, Im- the infamous Red House. Yeah, that's right. That's my whole my whole start was there, man. So I started taking lessons with this guy there named Dave Drew. And he was like a big Muse fan. I remember him opening up like Muse to me and stuff like that. And me, cool. you know, just less heavy music all the time, more rock, like modern rock music and stuff. Yeah. 
And he was great, but he wound up leaving. And then I got this guy named Max McVitie, and he was like a hip hop drummer. And like, oh. he was the sickest dude. So I wound up like really vibing with him. And I spent a lot of time doing drum lessons with him. And so I started off being a, a drummer in a couple different bands. Yeah. Red House was a really cool place because so many like different kids in the area just came there and have like lessons, but also just like they had these rooms and they did like jam sessions and they set no. aside like certain times where like anybody could show up and grab an instrument and they'd like play songs together. And it was just like the really the coolest thing, you know, for me being young and trying to get into music it's like the bulletin board with people just lurking for different people for projects. And like, mm -hmm. there's a very, uh, active community there. Yeah. 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 So I met a lot of people through red house and then, you know, they started doing shows and, uh, I think around then, I don't know. I, I played drums for a while. I never really got too far with it. I mean, I could still yeah. play, I could, I could get by, you know what I'm saying? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Great drummer or anything, but you're you're probably better than I am, brother. So you know, like, yeah. Ultimately, I just I've always wanted to be able to like express myself and mm -hmm. you know channel my feelings through something. And you know, I got to a point where I was like I just need to say it. You know, like, I um, mean, I, dude, I, I, it makes sense, bro. I get it. Yeah. So I started, you know, this one band that I was in got rid of their vocalist or something like that, and I was friends with them. Um, I wasn't in the band, sorry. I was just friends with them and they wound up getting rid of their vocalist and I took his place and I had never done vocals like before besides being in my room. But I remember just being like, yeah, like I can do vocals. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, yeah, of course I can. And like, that was like my first band back then. And like that lasted for a little bit and probably spent too many years in that band become, <laughs> became like a totally different, yeah, so many yeah. different members and whatever, but that's how I got into shows there. Cause every, every weekend Red House just started throwing shows and they just book all the different bands. I mean, I was so young and didn't even know how it worked. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would get onto these shows with my bands growing up because I, you know, rehearsed there so much. Mm -hmm. and that the owner would just be you know looking for locals and stuff and i was you know i was the local and like um i wound up just like finding my way to hopping onto so many shows and i just yeah. like i met so many different people that i like still know today and like so many different bands and like that was just that was it once i started going to shows man that's just like all i cared about doing every single weekend i went no matter what genre it was it was like I'm going to the show. And then that community was just like, everyone was there every weekend. So it's just yeah. really like tight music scene. And yeah, I uh, remember like, together. I remember like pin up started doing shows there towards the end of the red house's tenure, which I know you obviously, yeah, obviously like, you know that, cause that's, that's partially how we met, you know what I mean? And like, that yeah. was one thing that always impressed me is like, I'd go and dude, like that was one of the few cities we would go where I'm like, shit, I don't know anybody. You know, I know like a few, I know a few people, but like you guys had such like a huge community of people that wasn't nearly as clicky as it was in like the other scenes that I had, I had was doing shows in at the time. Like, yeah. it was like, damn, like, you know, there's people here for like a metalcore show that do not look like they they would normally be here. And then mm -hmm. I see them talking to somebody in the bands and like, it's like your story. We're like, oh, they all used to jam at Red House together. Musically went separate separate ways, but they're all still supporting because it's a fucking community. And I like, mm -hmm. I literally, dude, I fucking love that. Like, that's how it should be. Like, 
I don't yeah. know if you were playing shows for Pinup like when Andrew still ran everything. We did that Battle of the Bands. <clears throat> like I love oh. that because like we would do these, we would you know we would do so so many preliminary rounds, but then all the finals would end up being like you know like one year it was like Kyle's old band Wake Up Dolly, and then eighth year and then like an indie rock band. And then like a pop punk band and then like a metalcore band, you know, and like everybody came and like, yeah, it got a little hectic when like the two heavy bands played, but like everybody watched each other, everybody supported each other and like yeah. everybody stuck around. Like even the indie kids were like, okay, you know, like, you know, Kyle Reese's band, like they, all these dudes are saying these metal dudes are legit, not my style of music, but all, you know, they watched Kyle's band. So I'll watch them. And that's how you, you remember, that's how it used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, and then like I didn't see that again for a long time until I started doing shows. I don't. I won't even say in the East Bay at Red House specifically. You yeah. Know? So that I can I can totally dig where you're coming from with like the community you came from with everything. Yeah, it was just I remember everyone went to every show and everybody was just so cool to each other. Like it was like you know it would be your first time meeting anybody. If anyone new came in, like everyone was just so accepting, and it, that, I think that's why that thrive for so long at that venue you know people wanted to go to that place and come from other areas around the bay to that you know yeah to that spot because it was just such a like just a place everyone can just feel good around each other and that was well, that was a good thing to grow up in yeah you know? and i mean it was right off the freeway there was good food around mm -hmm. and like you know i love the bay you know that but let's let's be honest a lot of our venues are older older shit you know what I mean? Yeah. And like the Red House was like, oh, dude, it's a small room. The sound system's not like top tier, but it's not terrible. And it's like, but you can go. There's a parking lot. There's food around. It's easy to get to. The sound is good. Like you can go and have fun. And you walk into the lobby after the bands I'm playing. And you're like, this is a like I'm in a nice venue. I'm in a nice space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just small space. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I mean, that room is even nicer than the small room at the Catalyst was before they remodeled it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that for a while was probably on the interior, at least like the nicest venue we had in the, in the Bay for a small sized room, you know, until like mm -hmm. brick and mortar and some of those places opened up in NSF, you know? Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I miss that place, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good spot. Dude, we all, we all do. I miss there being like an East Bay scene that didn't revolve around like, some fucking DIY place that's going to get shut down after two shows or the Metro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the Metro is just so, I mean, dude, even you ever see the release show, we did what a basically 500 people in that room. Mm -hmm. And it still felt like we easily could have put more people in there. It didn't feel empty, yeah. but it's like, it's hard because oh, yeah. the room, the room is bigger than, than I think personally, you know, their capacity law allows from the city. I think mm -hmm. we, I think you and I both have, I think we've actually had conversations about this. You know what I mean? Like, so, but it's like, even when a show is sold out at the Metro, it's like, uh, oh, you could, yeah. there's, a, there's a little <laughs> bit of room in here. You know what I mean? But like at Red House, Definitely. it was just like, you went and it was fun. It was, I felt like there was very rarely like a non-packed show. You know, even the shows yeah, where it was like, even the yeah. shows where like the owner or like whoever the promoter was that night would tell me, or my my partner, if he was there, even sometimes he was like, "Oh, our ticket sales are low for tonight," and I'm like, "Dude, it's you know, hey, it's a Thursday night, bro. Like, there's a lot of kids in this town. It's part of the business, you know." But even then, yeah. you know, we do we'd sell half the tickets we wanted to sell, and the show still looked good. And all yeah. the bands were always like, "Yo, the show was sick. Like, kids bought stuff, kids moshed, 
you know, mm-hmm. like it was always a good ass time. Like, you know, some of the some of the best like like first spite shows we had were there, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I think we played I think Spite played Red House maybe twice. Mm-hmm. I wanna I know, say I don't there's the Lionheart one I know that we played. Yeah, I feel like you played one other time I think besides so too. that. I, I, I just don't I played so many shows at Red House. Yeah, that, like, exactly. I, like, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean like, dude, like, you know, uh I won't I won't go into detail about it, but like, you know, everybody when I met Darius, you and Alex were both in the band we won't name, right? <laughs> That's right. So long story yeah. short, when I met the Tehrani brothers, they were in another band and they sounded like a fucking heavier every time I die, basically. And so like Darius's vocal style was different than that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Cody, the drummer of Spy, used to be in a different band. And he was like, yo, Darius and I are doing this thing. Like, check it out. I, you and I were already friends at this point. And he sent it to me and I was like, what the fuck? Like Darius can sound like that? You know what I mean? And like that was yeah. right after you did like you did a cover before you launched the Spy Project, right? Like was it mm-hmm. another Puma? cover that we bought? Uh, that... <laughs> yeah. Oh no 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 oh, no! I am not talking about that. We <laughs> yeah. are not. Are you, we are not talking about. Are you talking about a, a Spy cover? No no no! You did like a vocal cover. I thought didn't you do like? I don't know. Maybe. I think I, I started doing covers, I think, after I was playing in Spite. I oh, maybe. You know me, yeah. man. My my brain's a little... No, it's all good. Um, well, anyways, anyways. So, like, I knew you could scream like that, but I hadn't, like, seen it, you know? Like, I hadn't... And then, like, Cody sent me that Spite stuff, and I was like, dude, this shit is fucking... Just, like, through the I had a, uh, I had a side project with Cody before like in between my other band and spite mm-hmm. there was a side project that me and cody did with nick and um brent turn more to it yeah and yeah. uh so we did that for a while and I, I did some like not spite style stuff but like definitely some more aggressive yeah you were getting stuff that. on that yeah and i, love, I, mean, I loved that band man i thought you guys killed it with that shit like, was the, cool like yeah. the four of you have such like you have similar but different styles, like both with like mm-hmm. how you write and what you listen to. Like mm-hmm. I love that shit, dude. Like, like Brent actually just showed us because you know, like every other Wednesday, me and Dan and Sean Mott do that. Like we do like a listening party. Okay. Like on Twitch, we do it live and we just listen to unsigned bands and like tell people what we think. You know, oh, cool. and awesome. um, yeah. Brent actually sent us a, a term or to a song with the guy who started doing vocals after after you did Spite. And okay. I, I was, uh, I can't remember his dude, name. It was Ian from Cyborg Octopus. Yes, yes, Ian. I, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like this shit. It just like had me going. And then like after we did that stream, I got off and I like went and looked up like some old videos of you guys playing and shit. And I was like, "This was tight, dude. This was tight." Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Spite was like a um, not to like dive in. Spite so no, much. no, but that no, just no. Came about because you know Cody, Cody was with me in Terra Mortua, and then Cody was in another band with Lucas, who's in Spite now. This band called Blackwell, which was I always Blackwell. forget Lucas was in that fucking band. That yeah, band no, was, I remember yeah, that band. They were so sick, good, dude. Yeah, yeah, they were like that, that was some. They were like Casey yeah, uh, and Jesus. I feel like. Um, do you remember are, Taylor from the, some of the Moria guys did that Seven Tongues project? Do you remember that? 
I didn't hear that. No. So it, it was kind of like Blackwell, where it was like that, like really black and like aggressive hardcore. But like the mm -hmm. rest of the scene was like, this isn't what I expect from you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I feel like Blackwell was like that, where like that band like was so good and just like I know that most of the members weren't too social. You know what I mean? But like I I feel like that band like could have fucking blown up, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure what happened. I know some of them started that deathbed band mm -hmm. afterwards. I don't know the reason why it stopped, but um, that's kind of how you know. I remember I I filled in for their singer once at a show, and like I just I loved playing those songs. You know, yeah, I remember yeah, I had yeah. like a week or something. I had a really short amount of time to like learn their whole set, and it was really just like ah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember like even just you know. I had to make up a couple things, but playing that, we played at the Selena's uh, print shop. Yeah. And I that shit that. was so fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of how me and Lucas came together. And Cody and I, you know, had also been working together through other projects. And then mm -hmm. obviously I've always been in a band with my brother. We've always kind of yeah. like, no matter what we do, we kind of just like take each other, you know, along. Just I mean, for, you know, so, that's what it should duo, be. Man, you know? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. The way, that's the way I should be, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Trust that motherfucker, you know, my life, you know what I'm saying? I should, like, I should have, I should have just gotten a Photoshop picture of his face to just like have next to you yeah. on the screen. <laughs> like during the interview. I know, fuck. Yeah. But, um, but maybe yeah, we'll do I mean, another, maybe we'll do another episode in the future with both of you on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you never definitely. know. You yeah, never he's, know. In, he's in Sacramento now. Mm -hmm. sure yeah. I saw, I saw, I follow him on Twitter and I saw him say that. And I was like, oh, I had no idea he was doing that now. So, yeah. But I know it's way cheaper to live up there than it is in the Bay, so. Yeah, you get something nice up there, too, in a good area. And, mm -hmm. you know, fuck it, man. You know, it's not far away. Yeah, but, well, yeah, so, yeah, dude, we'll fucking, and then obviously, you know, we all know, you know, it's been a couple of years now, and you guys have done some huge things with Spice, some great shit, man. Like, you know, being a friend of yours, it's awesome to see, like, you guys have gone from, like, I, I remember, like, being, you know, your hometown promoter and, you know, most people know that, like, you know, I was your first manager. You know, like, I know you guys were always big on, like, we just want the opportunity to show people. And I feel like now that you've gotten to show people, people fucking get it. And, like, you know, just, just how I was going to bring the touch on this earlier, but, like, it, now it's a perfect segue. Like, when you said, you, oh, I needed to move, you know, you went to L.A. because of the business and all that. Like, you know me. Like, I love the Bay. Like, I've always been big on, like, there isn't, biz there isn't like, the music industry here. You know, mm -hmm. people just come here to make money and leave, you know, <laughs> and like the stuff that is here is like Live Nation, Golden Voice, like these people that don't give a shit about the little guy, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, it's awesome that like you guys are, as well as a bunch of other bands recently and a few before you as well, are just part in a long line of fucking great bands from the Bay. And like, I know like when you guys were like, we, I just want to show what we can do and we want to show how the fucking bay is like you guys have done that dude and it's so sick to see man like thanks man i love it and like that <laughs> last year release show was i know we were both stressing on like ticket sales and what turnout was going to be and all this shit and that fucking slayed you guys killed it like i mean like for like a you know if we let's get just generic it you know a lot of people lump you guys in with the deathcore category you know i have never seen that many stage dives at a deathcore band show since like the animosity <laughs> since the animosity days i'm being honest you know mm -hmm. like yeah. i really haven't like you see that the sick moshing you see the head banging the circle pits you know the metal heads yeah. and, the, and the hardcore kids fighting each other you see that at every deathcore show but you guys had people like it was like a fucking 
spite party. Like literally, like that's what uh, it fucking was. Dude, it was so sick to see. Like, you know what I mean? Because like I fucking love seeing you guys do that. Like, you know, you guys came back and played. You know, you guys are have always been awesome about like playing for me still and pin up and everything and like mm-hmm. you know keeping it in the family as I like to summarize it. You know, I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I appreciate that. But it's just so tight to see it all grow together. You know what I mean? And then like, here's Absolutely. some boys from the Bay that a couple of years ago just wanted a chance, and you got that fucking chance, and you proved you shut everybody up. Well, you proved some it's of been, us. Um, you proved some of some people right, but you know, because some <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, exactly. It's been really cool to, you know, I don't know, looking at it from like another perspective. It's just been, I don't know. It's been when I think about it, it's a really cool feeling, just like. I don't know, just seeing that, like, I dedicated, like, I want to say, like, pretty much my whole life to, you know, since I was young and, like, being able to be someone that, like, you know, when people talk about bands on the internet or whatever, that people can say, like, you know, we're a a larger scale band or whatever you want to call it. We're, like, a band that can represent the Bay Area right now. Like, that's that's some serious shit, man, you know? Like, that feels really, um, that feels really cool, you know? And I just want to, like, take that and I just want to Hold on that. You know what I mean? You guys so. gotta you guys gotta remake I remember when you made those fucking Golden State hate shirts, bro. Like that yeah, shit was yeah. everywhere, <laughs> dude. Everybody was like that that design. I remember like when when we when I think I think you had the idea and then like I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'll head up James, he'll nail this. Dude, that was that fucking shirt is still so sick, dude, with the Warriors logo. Like Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. I fucking love it, dude. I remember just like I mean the branding and like the the logo and everything is so important and everything and like mm-hmm. it's cool that something i you know created took off like that you know because it's like i i remember being young and like in early high school and stuff like that i couldn't i couldn't go to like a single show ever without seeing a fallujah shirt fallujah was like that band that like yeah. the, the bay area band you know what i'm saying you couldn't go to a show anywhere without seeing at least one or two yeah, exactly. Cool. I feel like now, like, Spite somewhat has, like, the same thing going I, on. Dude, I agree. Day, you know what I mean? Like, and that's I agree. Just, like, any time I can go to a show, I can see that, like, like fuck yeah. You know? Yeah, like, dude, and on the flip so. side, like, you know, I, I don't get to go to as many shows as I would like to anymore, you know, like, because, I, you know, I live a little bit farther south now, like, but when I am at shows, like, I love seeing young kids that I don't recognize that I'm like, Oh, cool. New blood, fresh blood in the scene. However you want to phrase that without me sounding like a vampire overlord. And like, they're wearing a fucking spite shirt. I'm like, I'm always like, yo, sick shirt. And they're like, Oh, thanks man. And you know, they have no idea that I'm the one that guy put on the show. That's fine. I don't fucking care. I prefer it that way. So I can go to the bar and have my fucking Jack and Coke. You know me, you know what I mean? But then I'm like, fucking, yeah, there's like, I'll, you know, like when I grew up, it was like everybody and their motherfucking mom wore an animosity shirt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then it was Until like today, you, know, you still see that shit everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah. And then it was like <laughs> it progressed a little bit, and it was like everybody was all about like arsonists. And then there was like the, all the girls. Yep. And then there was like um, the, fi- the five characters love, and then it was suffocate. like light. Yeah, suffocate. It was like arsonist, and then suffocate, and then it was on a local level five characters. You know, and then it was like. Dude, five characters, man. Um, five characters was my favorite band. I mean, just like, dude, I just remember watching that band and just going to any, like, whenever they announced the show in the Bay Area, it's like, I would just like, I go. would go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just like, 
Robbie was just the most like insane front man I've ever seen. It was like the most inspirational shit. Like it's yeah. just like that guy didn't give a fuck about what anybody thought. He was he just so like in his element and like yeah. I had just never seen anything like that. And like I just it was so addicting and especially like especially not on like a local like a local like art like a we know that fucking guy level. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Totally dude, I like yeah. straight up man. Like I was just like holy fuck like I don't know. I, I, you know, I could listen to that EP now and like all their music now. And like, even back then it was something, it's just like you, you hear their music and like, you can paint the picture to like mm -hmm. the song because they put on such a fucking performance, yeah. you know, they put on that performance. And like, it was funny. Cause I remember like the first time somebody told me to check that band out and like book them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They were from like a different part of the Bay that I wasn't didn't know anybody from really, you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. it was like a demo. And I, and I still was like, you know, back in the day when demos were like demos, you know? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, dude. yeah, I was like, oh, I mean, this is cool. I don't get it. But then like we put them on a show and I saw them live and it was like, what the, where the fuck did all these dudes come from? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, dude. You and can like, tell man, like they all looked like they dressed however they want. They, they put mm -hmm. themselves out there. Like they talked to everybody and they were all just like, such humble dudes and then they get up there on stage and it's just like it's like a total fucking flip you know what i mean you're just like wow you know yeah, like dude i love that, that shit that shit really sat with especially me, robbie because you know I mean? like half the time he's in like a button-up and he's so like mild-mannered you know what yeah. i mean it's just like well there's like a lot like there's a lot like you know you're you're kind of soft you're not soft-spoken but you're like you know you're very approachable you know, you just seem like a yeah, regular like guy that. until you pick up a microphone. So, okay. Robbie was like that. I mean, you've met you've met Taylor a few times from Moria. He's like that, where he's like mm -hmm. he's just a big giant walking nerd. You know what I mean? And then like you give him a microphone and you're like, so like they they just but the yeah. whole band was like that. They were themselves. They were just these unique like selection pairing of dudes, and mm -hmm. then they just fucking when they played, they transformed, and it was so tight, dude. It's really. It's really important, man. I think, you know, I may have learned a thing or two just growing up in the Bay Area, you know, the people who played music there, again, it was like a very, at that time, it was a very open-minded scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could talk to anybody. You could talk to anybody. It didn't matter what they listened to and you could become like homies and like, mm -hmm. you know, you just shared cool experiences with each other and they were just like, that's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think, you know, Growing up in a scene like that, a very supportive scene, I think taught me a lot. Like when I, I, you know, I still play shows to this day and, you know, it's a little, it, obviously it's, a, it's different now when I go on tour and like, you know, the crowds are bigger and whatever, depending mm -hmm. on, you know, what tour it is. And yeah, it, it's just like, it's not as easy to just like throw yourself out there for everyone. But like, it's something that I remind myself I, I still need to do because it's just like, that's like, that's so important into growing like, an established music scene and like yeah. people that just like care it's like you have to you have to give back you have to care too like you can't yeah. just like it's so easy to get caught up in your like routines and you're like oh you know especially when you're on tour it's like every day just driving you get out you load it's like the same shit yeah. every day but it's like do you remember going to shows growing up and like seeing those people on stage and like you know the way you felt when you heard that shit and whatever it's just like and like yeah. how crazy you know like I don't know, man. I think it's really important. It's important for you as a musician that people listen to and care about and maybe look up to or whatever to 
humanize yourself and talk to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like go out to the merch table, talk to people, like say what's up, have a beer, a soda, whatever the fuck, you know, just like kick it, yeah. man. Like relax. Like you're still just a dude. These are just people. And like, I don't know, man, you gotta, you gotta support the people that support you. Yeah. Well, you, know? And, you know, like as a compliment to you, like you've always been good at that, you know, like, you know, the second your music really, really hit online, like, and you got signed to the label and like people were finding out about you, like your, your shit blew up online. You know what I mean? Like, and you were, you were never, you never were above talking to the kids who were like, yo, I fucking love your band. Like that was always so sick. And you still do it mm-hmm. now. And I fucking love that about you. And I think it's, I try. It's a yeah. big part <laughs> one and everybody has, or you're still a human being, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that's a big factor. Like you said, the skull, the branding, how personal a lot of the stuff in spite is to you mm-hmm. and Alex and the other guys. But like, you know, like I think that and like your attitude and your approach to it. And the fact that, I mean, what you just said is like, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Like people are going to come around and keep supporting your band if you keep showing them that you appreciate it instead of just expecting people to come see your band. So many bands get lost in that mentality. Oh, like we toured fucking six months last year. Like I'm, I'm a grumpy burnout old man. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, that really comes down, you know, what you're doing it for, that, you know, kind of shapes up how you yeah, feel about things. True. You know what I mean? And I'll admit, you know, after, after touring like months and months and months on end back to back to back it it burns you out sometimes and you get jaded on things and whatever and you know that's that's one positive thing that i think is coming out of this whole quarantine thing or you know the covid thing is that like it's forcing everyone to kind of have a reset and like reevaluate like what everything like means to them like why you're doing these things rather than just like you're always just like going and going and going going and now it's like you there's there's no future. You don't know what's going to happen. And like, yep. you have to, you have to sit there and face it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah like <laughs> that's been huge for me. And like, yeah. I, I have never in my life, like, I mean, besides in spite was like first starting, just like been more hungry to like get out there and prove myself again. And like, just like, I don't know. I, I don't want to get ever, I don't ever want to get used to like, I don't ever want to get used to it. I don't want to get used to like being like, Oh, like people think I'm cool or like, I'm a good vocalist or like, you know, my band is sick. You know what I mean? It's just like, I want to just take every part of this and take it to the next level and the next yeah. level and the next level. And I can't fucking wait, man. <laughs> like I can't yeah. wait. Now are you guys, I mean, you don't have to answer this question because we all know how the, how the politics work. Are you guys like, writing during quarantine or are you all just kind of taking yeah time to definitely um alex and i have definitely been writing a lot um, yeah it's uh i was just up there in sacramento for a few days just like kind of grinding some things out with him and some demos and all that and i'm really really happy with the way our um direction is going right now yeah. um you know, I don't want to comment too much on it. Again, no, I mean, no, we're no, not no. on a record label or anything. There's no one like stopping me from saying anything. You know what I mean? Pretty fucking. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's just, um, you know, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a long time before anything comes out. And, you know, we are taking the time, you know, not having a label or anything like that to really just like 
have everything be exactly the way we want to do it with no time limit on it, no one to like rush something, no one to just put out some bullshit that we don't want to put out. Like this is, you know, whatever, whatever comes next from spite is going to be, it's going to be real. It's going to be a hundred percent. So it's going to be a hundred percent spite. So, I mean, that's something that everyone, I guess, can look forward to if you're interested, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, and so, you know, like, with quarantine going on and all this, like, you know, I've had other episodes talking about things are going to change this, that, how it's going to affect bands, venues, whatnot, you know what I mean? Like, what are you like, you know, what, what, what's up with you? Like, what are you, how are you using your time? Like, I know you, you know, you sell outsider, your clothing line, which I fucking love that you like, you know, half the designs seem to be decently original and then half are like horror, like, you know, nods to old like horror flicks. I fucking love that you do that. It's been your theme the whole time. You like, that's the thing I like about you and why I wanted to have you on the show is like, you know, we, I mean, we've seen it where like a band will have branding and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're going to change our sound a little bit. And like, here's completely different branding. You should have a natural evolution, but like at the same time, like, I mean, I know this is a phrase I used with you a lot when, when we were, I was still mentioning you guys like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so like what what do you like how's everything going with outsider? Like what are you up to? Just give us like a brief, like, you know, five minutes. Like what's how's quarantine life for you? You know what I mean? Um, to be honest, I've been having a really difficult time. <laughs> um Fair. you know, I went and I was just talking about how excited I was to get back on the road and do music again. Of course, that is one hundred percent the case. It's just right now, like I said before, there's no, um, there's nothing like definite about the future right now and everything changes every day. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I was about to have the best year, like in my musical career, I had everything lined up exactly yeah. how I wanted it. You know, like, I mean, it was just like, it was insane, man. Like it was, it was about to be my fucking year you know and it just like and i know so many people are experiencing this and it's just like and i'm trying not to be like selfish about it and be like oh poor me and whatever but you know it fucking be like that sometimes you know i've been i've been honestly like dwelling on shit i've been wallowing and shit i've just been kind of like being very like besides like I don't know. I've just been very kind of unproductive. I haven't honestly been the healthiest person either. I started out quarantine kind of like working out a little bit and yeah. trying to really maintain what I was doing. But, you know, I had such a routine right before my last tour and I felt like the best I did in my life. And like those things are just like aren't really available to me anymore. And like it's like, you know, there's so much time to do like stuff to better yourself right now but it's like that that again like that feeling of like the future being kind of like teetering like that sure. just like kills your motivation you right. know it's like what am i working for like it's hard to snap out of that and i try and i try and it's like i, I mean i lose the battle very often man you know brother i feel you uh, you know my whole thing is always like oh you know i got plenty of time and then all of a sudden i'm like dude fuck i was supposed to do this one thing a week ago or like i was gonna yeah. build i was gonna fix this thing in the apartment for us holy shit i told my girlfriend i'd do that fucking nine days ago you know what i mean and it's like yeah. you you know it's like there's motive there's like low motivation the illusion of having time is like almost like a trick you know what i mean yeah it's fucking like, april bro april never existed man literally yeah. the whole month of april just came and went and like i can't say i fucking did anything in that month 
dude, my birthday, my birthday was, yeah, my birthday was, you know, last month, the end of May, you know that. And I fucking, the other day, I still said I was 33 (laughs) because it's just like, yeah, because it's like, like like, Trina and I had like, (laughs) we had a great fucking day together. You know what I mean? We had an awesome day. Like I did what I wanted. You know, like I got a little bit of gaming in. We watched a couple movies. She like, yeah. you know, we ordered takeout from my favorite restaurant here in town. Like it was tight. It was, uh, it was like definitely the most mellow birthday I've ever had since I turned like 18. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. it's also like, boop, just like gone. You know, it's, it's there. It's yeah. Like, and it's not because it was bad. It's just because of like, fuck man. Like if I, well, you're, so, like, you're so used to being on all the time. And when you have days like that, like a birthday or a holiday or some kind of event, whatever, you slow down, you take the time to like soak it in and not saying obviously your your birthday wasn't memorable and stuff like that. I'm just saying it's like, it it almost makes things less like everything's so bleak. You don't soak it in as much. You don't feel yeah. it as much. And it's, that's rough, man. Yeah. Um, that's actually, yeah. Yeah, that's like the perfect way to describe it. I had another way I was going to describe it, and I'm not now because you just fucking like nailed it on the head, you know? Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) It's true. Um, But you know what? Hey, man, you know, that's the truth, though, is like we're all dealing with it, you know? And it's like, I'm hoping that that some people hear you talk about it and me talk about it, and they realize that like it's okay to feel this way, you know? Because there's a lot of like, you know, finger pointing and depression and like, there's this big veil, like before all this happened, like the one thing that I'm happy is like this, I call it like the society veil is going to be fucking shattered because like between like everything going on in the wake of George Floyd and between how our country is split in half over that issue. And the fact that like our, you know, we've been taught that it's one side versus the other. And then on top of that, there's coronavirus. Like, like I saw a really good image that I talked about in the last episode and it's that, normal isn't working. You know what I mean? So it's like, we want to go back to it, but, but do we, you know? So like, yeah, I mean, you know, everything obviously is going to kind of go back to square one a little bit. And, you know, we have a chance now to kind of rebuild things the way we want them to, how they need to be. So that, you know, that's one, again, like another good thing that can come out of this is kind of going back to the drawing board and being like, okay, well, how, how can we open up, you know, the fucking world again in a better way, you know? like now we have time to figure that fucking shit out before it happens again yeah you know and everyone's forced to deal with it everybody is forced to deal with it you know yeah i agree so yeah i'm <laughs> yeah. well well let's you know i told you we wouldn't take too long and i i knew this was going to happen because we're, we're good friends so we just kind of kept talking i knew it was going to happen so well you know let's get ready to wind down a little bit you know um I'm sure I'll have you back on at some point in time or like me. Yeah, I would love to do that episode too. with you and Alex both, dude. That'd be, that'd actually be pretty fun. You know, we, yeah. could, do a, we could do a Tehrani brothers special. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I would fucking love it. So, so I got a few questions. I, I hit everybody with just to kind of like exit the program, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's still an interview. So I, I gotta be a little cheesy. Plus Darius, you know me better than most of my guests on the show. You know, I'm, the master of the cheesy, terrible dad joke. So, you know, I gotta have a little bit of cheese ball going on. You know what I mean? So, uh, what is your favorite color? My favorite what? Color. 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 Yeah. Purple. Yeah. Okay. I did not know that about it's always you. Always been purple. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, 
<laughs> All I wear, my whole wardrobe is black, red, and white, but, um, you know, purple men. Respect. <laughs> hey, I respect that. Um, let me see. What is your favorite food? My favorite food? <sighs> my, uh, my dad makes this really good Persian dish. Um, it's so hard to like, I don't want to say it wrong, but it's like this, um, it's like this garbanzo bean and like lamb mash. Ooh, okay. And like, you can like dip like bread into it. And like, he like pairs it with like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it is like, it's the best thing. That ever. sounds I think it's the called, like, so, like compared it to a mash, like like a dip almost. Like that's yeah, cool. it's like it's like this mash, but it's like it's so filling and so simple. But like I don't know, there's like dried lime in it. It's like it's such a very like uh, distinct flavor. I need to get the goddamn recipe, man. You know, you know, I'm gonna have to come like crash a Tehrani family barbecue now and try that. Yeah, right? like, you know that it's that's like your severance for the for the, for telling me this. <laughs> Next time it happens, I'm, I'm calling you up. All man. right, do it, do it, do it. It's this thing I get to have. Like he makes it like once a year, like yeah, every okay. winter. You know, it's a very like um cold weather food. Obviously, we don't get that much in California. So again, it's like a yeah. short window when he makes it, but it's like a, it's like a Persian comfort food. You know, That's so sick. Dude. And then um, there's this like I mean we don't ever make this from like scratch, but uh, there's this ice cream flavor. Again, it's like a Persian ice cream, and it's uh. It's like saffron flavor. Oh, I know what that is, yeah. I don't know if you've ever like had that before, but it's such a, it's like, there's nothing else that tastes like that. It's like That's the most it. unique tasting thing ever. And like, they put it with like rose water and stuff, which is a very like, Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, but that's, I don't that, want to say my favorite foods. That yeah. sounds phenomenal, straight up. Like, that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking hungry now, Darius. Yeah, Damn it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I got I got told I should add a new question from a viewer okay. to my to my my rap questions, and I loved it. And I actually am really embarrassed. I didn't think of it myself. So you're the first person that actually has to answer this. Okay. When you tour, you get things that you don't normally get. What's your favorite like restaurant, or like what's the, what's your favorite thing that you can only find on tour that you can't find at home? There's been so many like restaurants that like Spite has gone through like phases where like this is the spot and like we go there like every fucking day for like a tour, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like there was Waffle House and then we realized Waffle House fucking sucks and then Whoa. <laughs> like, Whoa. I mean hey man, it's like you okay, I'm gonna tell you a quick story, bro. I I like we I mean I've spent a lot of time at Waffle House, yeah, unfortunately. Fair. Fair. Well, <laughs> because, I mean, you know, you, you, you go around, it's the only place that's 24 hours, you know. It's well, like, and the amount of food you can get for as little, as inexpensive as it it's is. It's cheap, you know. I mean, not that I've had, I've, I've had good, good, satisfying meals at Waffle House. But I went there once, and that's what I'm saying. It's like we go through phases where something, like, to us, like, feels so good. And then I, we probably just burn ourselves out on it, obviously, honestly, because well, we, like, you know, eat it so much. But like Waffle House is one of them and I went there once and I ordered the steak and eggs and I'm an idiot for probably ordering, you know, the steak at Waffle House. And they always ask you how you want it cooked, but it always comes out the same no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and I'm like, why, why do you even ask, man? You know, like, but um, I, mean, you're not wrong. I, ordered, I ordered a steak once and they, they brought it out to me and half of the steak was blue. And when I say blue, I mean like 
blue, like, like, you know, like the little Twitter icon, the little bird thingy, how blue that thing is. Like my steak fucking looked like that. And I was like, she was handing it to me and I'm looking at it and I'm like handing it back. I'm like, the steak is blue. <laughs> like, anyway, that was one of my, I think that was the final straw for me. I'm like, loud. I'm like, fucking dude. I don't even know that happened. Just, like, what was wrong with like, it? You know, you just rocked my world, like in a in like the worst way possible, dude. Dude, it was quite disturbing. So there's that. And there's Cracker Barrel was one of them. We went to Cracker Barrel like every fucking day for a I long think time. People underestimate that place because they're just like, oh, that's like an old people place to eat. But it's no, like, it, I mean it's good, but we we burn ourselves out yeah. for sure. Steak oh, and steak yeah. and shake we did before Waffle House. That was one because these are all just places you don't really get in California. Commonly, yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. The one place that's been consistent, which you can't really, I mean, I think there's a couple in LA, but you can't really find anywhere is Canes. Oh, Canes dude. is very, you know, Love you can't, you can't Love get any, you know. It. Yeah. I got this place called Dave's Hot Chicken in LA by my spot. It's probably the best like, oh, I've, fried chicken know, I've ever had. I've, I've heard that. I've never been there. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there because, you know me, I'm never in LA. So like mm -hmm. that, but I've, I've heard of that place and everybody talks about it, man. It's, dude, I, it's literally like across the street from my place. I'm pretty spoiled. But um, yeah, Canes is probably the most consistent like place okay. that we get together. We're just like, this is going to be good every time, whatever. But as yeah. far as like places that like aren't chains or whatever, there's this, um, there's a spot that I've been like really, like every time I go on tour, I get excited to go to now. Yeah. Just personally, I don't know about my band, but there's this uh, place called... Um, you know, come and take it live in yes. Austin. Down the street, they have that little, like, you know, uh, they got the Starbucks, the Chipotle, oh, the yeah, 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 and yeah. Down the CBS. And there's this, um, there's this place a little bit down towards the right. I think it's called Buzzworks. I okay. think that's what it's called. Um, I really hope I'm not wrong. I'm sorry if I am. Uh, but it's like a, it's a cafe and a bar. And oh. they have great coffee and they always have these um great you know different like craft beers you can't really find anywhere oh, and like okay. sours and all that and they have like these like pre-made like shots like different like alcohol infused with like i don't know weird things and stuff just That's like good. ready to go it's yeah. just like a cool spot but they have this whole outdoor area and uh like patio area with all these tables and these cool lights and everyone just chills back there but there's a little stand that does cheese uh cheese steaks Ooh. and like dude i mean these things are fucking huge. It's the best fucking cheesesteak, man. You think like, oh, oh Texas. Like, why Why would that be the spot? Dude, I'm telling you, if you ever play Come and Take It, you're in Austin, like the cheesesteak stand outside of, I think, Buzzworks, I think. Yeah. That's the spot, dude. That's sick. Yeah. That is sick. All right. Dude, I'm very happy with yeah. that answer. And you know me. That's like, you know, I, I, I try to go see. A year. Okay. So like, sorry, you froze up. And he lives in Oh, I said I try to go see Defonce at least once a year. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, and he lives Is in he Austin. Austin now. Yeah. Got it. Man. So next time I see him, I'm gonna make him take me to that fucking place, and I'll send you a picture. There you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. We're almost done. Almost done. Um, yeah. No worries, man. You're cool. This is this is a hot seat question that I did not tell you I was gonna ask you. Okay. Sheets or Wawa? Oh shit. Uh, probably Wawa. Yeah. All right. All right. I want to say explain. Wawa. You don't need to explain. Uh, I mean, yeah. If I if I explain to real, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's let's save you. 
Let me just say, I I will, let me just say we had some extremely poor experiences at Sheets on our last tour. Like every time we went, it was just, yeah. And honestly, like I'm the opposite. I also haven't toured in what fucking 10 years. You know what I mean? But like every time we hit Sheets, it was just like fucking just reading. I think Sheets has a better, um, selection like of like convenient stuff and like snacks and all that stuff i think but i think wawa has a better like food setup personally okay again yeah i haven't had the I, chance I, i'll i'm never like fuck sheets bro but i'll go to both you know what i'm saying but if i probably go to a wawa over here, <laughs> yeah so. fair 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 okay yeah. all right all right yeah yeah i was always not, it's not like it's different i'll fucking say this bro i got no shame it's not the same as my feeling with fucking uh what is it? There's In and Out. What's the fucking Texas? Whataburger. Sucks. Yeah. Whataburger. <laughs> Whataburger is fucking awful, dude. And, and it's so funny. No everybody everybody in, in Texas is like, dude, In and Out sucks. It's, it's like, exhausting, dude. Like, it's just like, you're just wrong, man. Yo, yo, you know, everyone's allowed to have their opinion, but with that, bro, I'm just like, dude. You, you got to stick it to those people, Darius. You got to make a spite In and Out Burger shirt, bro. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad idea. I think bro. you could, yeah, dude. Like you know, like in and out, old fashioned hamburgers, spite, old fashioned deathcore, or something like that. With like the drive through, just rip the whole image. You know what I mean, and just change it to your name. Yeah, fuck man, it. we'll represent. I don't give a fuck. That's so sick. I love it. All right, uh, word. Uh, second to last thing, really, is just like, how can everybody find you? You know, what are your socials? You know, it's all going to be linked after the show at the bottom in the description and shit. But like, you know. I know you're 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 on Twitter and Instagram mostly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just Darius Spite on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my Facebook is more private. You know, I I probably won't. You know, whatever. <laughs> but um, I, hey, I get it. Uh, and then uh, the band page, if you're interested in the band stuff, um, it's Spite CA on Twitter and Spite Official on Instagram. And then I have my Outsider. That's my clothing brand. I'm wearing a shirt right now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I do drops every, you know, few months. I'm trying to make yeah. it more consistent. But um, that's called Outsider. Um, it's Outsider Cult on Instagram and Twitter and the website. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in all that, I appreciate you uh, wanting me to give a plug to those things. Yeah, Thank you. Course. Hey, man, we all we all got to... We all got to pay the man somehow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, especially now, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously, brother, I feel you. Um, all right, last thing. Um, I'm actually really curious because I feel like you and I know each other pretty damn well. This is the mm-hmm. question I've been, I can literally waiting to ask you this. I'm so excited. So, like, everybody has like a character trait or a, or a habit or something about their personality that they wish their fans and you know not close friends knew about them. Um, what would you say that is for you? And if you need to give me, if you need me to give you like a better example, I can. Can you but, give me an example? Yeah. Okay. So like for me, like if I turn my camera like this, this way, you know, I have like over a hundred books in this bookshelf that like I've read. Like I, um, I'm a huge fan of reading. I read a lot as a child. Like I'm, I don't want to say I'm like well-learned because a lot of them are like nerdy books, but like, mo- I mean, I, when, last time I bought a book, people were like, you read, you know what I mean? So like, there's that. And then like, obviously, you know, like, you know, you know me, like I have a lot of layers and when you really, uh-huh. get to, when you really get to the bottom of it, like, 
I'm just a guy that's trying to have a good time. Like, that's it. You know, it's that simple. Like, with music, yeah. I'm trying to have a good time and let other people experience good music. I'm trying to do what I can for Like, yeah, like, there's always, like, why Pinup does this and mission statements and that or whatnot, all this shit. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, I mean, how many times have you and I been able to get together and just be like, not talk about any of that and just have a fucking good time? You know, and I feel yeah. like a lot of people, especially like it shows so many new people to the scene or like young kids there. It's hard for them to approach me because they're like, you know, oh, that's Joel. And I'm like, I suck, dude. Like, why are you having what the fuck, dude? Like, dude, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm like, yeah, like sometimes I get a little hyphy, or like sometimes I'm the person yelling at you because you fucking punched a girl in the face, but you punched a girl in the face. Like, yeah, of course someone's gonna fucking yell at you for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so so like that's kind of how that that's kind of what I mean, you know, like one a great example is like the reading, you know, it could be something simple like that or something a little bit more in depth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a very interesting question for me right now, and it's hard for me to answer. It's something I'm trying to figure out right now. Fair. Is I've invested myself so much in my band and what I do for a living that, like, this quarantine is kind of, like, bringing me to a place where, like, I'm trying to figure out who I am outside of all of this. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, I don't really know what to say you know what i mean like yeah. i i you know i know i'm I, you know it's, it sucks to say that i feel like i'm a pretty oh. deaf person like there's a lot to me but i've been i've been more reserved now than ever just about like my lifestyle and whatever mm -hmm. um i don't know i don't know like what's a weird like something weird that like i mean like with you it's almost like you know, you know, they always say, what's that fucking, what's that fucking phrase? You know, like, like life imitates art, but with you, yeah. it's almost like the other way around because like your art is your life. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, I guess there's two things that like, you know, I never used to like think, I never used to think about anything else other than like this, you know, I was like, this is mm -hmm. what I want to do with my life. This is exactly what I want. Like, that's it. And like, I didn't, and I didn't entertain anything else. I just never had a plan B. I never like, I was like, this is it. I'm going to make it happen. You know, like, yeah. And now, you know, I'm thinking about like other things that like, I might like enjoy about myself or might, I think I might enjoy or whatever. And like, I don't know, I've been thinking like one day, I think maybe I could get into like voice acting or something like that. Like, I think that would be something really cool. I've always wanted to know how to sing. You know, I want to be able to, like, write songs that aren't always, like, angry and fucked up all the time. You know what I'm saying? I've never, you know, yeah. since Spite started, taken the time to put out anything else that's not Spite-related. And I definitely, like, feel things other than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, I, I need to find new ways to, like, express myself. But I've always, like, I've always felt like I've really been good at, like, alternating or, like, changing how my voice sounds and, like, you know, imitating a noise or whatever, a voice or something like that. Yeah. And I think it would be really like, I love comedy and I think it would be really fun to like, I don't know, one day like be the voice of like a cartoon or something like that. And like, I don't even want to like put myself out there so much about it. Just like something I kind of do on the side and like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, even, I don't know. I just think that would be such a cool like, experience. And, a cartoon 10 years from now and it's like, you know, the voice yeah. of fucking so-and-so is Darius Tehrani. And we yeah. go, what? <laughs> what the... Yeah, I just think I don't know. I feel like that's something I would I would 
definitely kill. And like, uh, I had a conversation with someone about this recently who I know would also fucking kill it. But Tyler Shelton from Traders, mm-hmm. he's the same fucking way, dude. He's just like, he's in such control over his voice. And like, I just like, I could see him doing the same thing. And I remember having a good conversation with him about that in like Canada or something together, yeah, but yeah. that's a great guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, uh, yeah, I'll take that. About dude, me. I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I didn't know you wanted to, dude, I would never have guessed that that's you wanted to even consider doing voice acting. That's awesome. dude. I love it. Yeah. Right, we'll you. see, you know, maybe something will come up with it, you know, ah, hey, you never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. But, all right, well, you know, Darius, you know, you 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 opened up quite a bit. You you, did, you gave me some, me and all the listeners, some real unedited shit, brother. I love it, dude. There you go, dude. I'm glad thank to contribute. So, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll definitely do that episode with you and your brother. I am already pumped thinking about it because you're cool. fucking, I love your brother. He's such a fucking character. You know what I mean? Like, just like, and you two together, it's just like, it's a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I fucking love it. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Everybody listening, thank you for checking it out. Uh, make sure you support Spike. Check it, Check out their shit. Check out Darius's clothing line, Outsider, Outsiders. Sorry. Um, you know, don't buy that fake shit from H&M. Buy the real shit from Darius. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, Fashion Nova. Fashion Nova. indifference, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Same garbage. Um, everybody for watching this on YouTube, subscribe down at the bottom, please. Uh, in the video or in the description, both on the podcast and on the vlog, I'll have links to Darius, his company, and his band. Uh, everybody, thanks for checking it out. Like I said, subscribe, support, support Spite. Don't support me. Um, fucking let's hang out. Uh, it's been your boy, Don't Joel. say that. Support Joel. Please support Joel. Joel That's has good. always supported me. So. Oh, thank you, Darius. This has been your boy, Joel Cupcake, and it's been another episode of Cupcake and Edited Live. Darius, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Love you, bro. Take care.